Thanks so much for, for joining in here. Okay. So we've been discussing this idea of dimmers and how when we're stuck against the wall, we can still use these two knobs to help us figure things out. And one knob is turn it down. There is just a value in getting stuff done. Like James Earl Jones. I love Ken. I love you, Ken. There's a value in just getting stuff done. And just getting stuff done feels good. And it builds a very strong momentum in t- inside. And if you're stuck and you keep on hitting the wall, if you just dim it down and do a little less and just keep moving, you'll pick up that excitement of I'm getting stuff done. In the world of football, they speak about this with just yardage. If your passing game isn't working, just hand the ball off, get it to the running back, just get first downs. At some point, your offense will get reignited and you can make a big play downfield. Yesterday, when we ended, we started to talk about the second dimmer. And that doesn't go down. That one goes up, right? Physical stuff goes down. I'm really working hard. I'm bringing it all the way down. The other dimmer in our hands actually turned up. And what that dimmer is, is the dimmer of our soul. So if you remember at the end of enthusiasm, zeal, we said the same thing. The last thing we spoke about, because this is always the trick. This is always the last arrow you have in your quiver. You should lead with this, but we're human beings. So we usually don't, but we have to get there. And I'm going to explain to you this principle. It's a principle that was stated in Pirkei Avot, Ethics of Our Fathers. And it's one of the most subtle and most important principles in spirituality. And the principle goes like this. The Mishnah, the, 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 the Mishnah, I don't know what the English translation of that is. The Mishnah says, Im ein anili mili. If I am not for myself, then who will be for me? Right? If I don't take care of myself, who's going to take care of me? God puts us in this earth and he's like, listen, you got to be independent. Like you got to do stuff. You can't just wake up in the morning and be like, why am I withering away? God's like, go eat. I gave you food and I'm giving you hands and I'm giving you forks and I'm giving you a digestive system. Like don't sit around and be like, oh my gosh, woe is to me. Like go do something. Go be something. And anytime we do anything, it begins somewhat selfishly. That's how we were. Ra- that's how we were created. Like I said, all we, we've been this. We've done this a few times, right? No little kid is, you know, no three month old is like hanging on the crib. Whenever they start hanging on cribs, six months, going to themselves like, "Listen, my mom is like, you know, she's tired. My poor woman. I'm like rocking her. You know what I'm saying? She hasn't slept in like two months, and I'm getting formula. And formula is disgusting. Like, all right, I'm hungry. It's like three in the morning. Like I could just wait till six. They don't do that. They don't even have that program." It's selfishness. And there's a piece of us that's selfish. So when we start things in our lives, when we want to change things in our lives, really, we're really doing it to build ourselves. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with saying, I want to be better. I want to be healthier. I want to be more spiritual. I want to be more connected. I want to have more money. And there's nothing wrong with these things. That's how God created us. That's the program. In ein anili mili. If I'm not going to be for myself, 
then who's going to be for me? However, the Mishnah continues. Listen to this brilliance. This is the brilliance of this in, in timeless wisdom. But if I am for myself, then what am I? You hear that? Well, I thought you're supposed to be for yourself. So the rabbis are teaching us is an incredible principle in life. You got to be for yourself. But how do you define self? You got to be for yourself. You got to be selfish. How else are you going to take care of yourself? However, if you define self as just yourself, then what are you? What kind of person are you? What kind of person are we? If the only thing when I say I includes just me. And if the purpose of life really is growth, growth takes place in the definition of self. And as you grow up, you start to include I and your family and your friends and your community. When you go sit by a leader of a generation, they think I is everyone in that generation. If you want to hear the secret of leadership, it's really not charisma or brilliance or any of that stuff, not Judaism's definition of leadership. Leadership in Judaism is just the expansion of self. Now you see your congregation, community, friends, whatever you're leading, nation, as an extension of yourself, which means you care about them like yourself. And when you do that in a very deep way, you get the spiritual power to take care of them because someone's got to take care of people. Someone's got to be there for people. Now that each the person has to worry about themselves, of course, but when a person wants to grow and expand, the way they grow is they expand the sense of self. Marriage is an extension of self. Friends, family, parents, extensions of self. And when you extend self, what you're doing is you're stretching the, if you will, the body, even though it's more of a spiritual concept, and you're enabling, in my understanding, more spirituality to come in. And that's why if you've ever seen this before, when you take care of other people, even in this concept of self, not because you want to get honor or money, because you, you want to do the right thing and you're pushed against, well, did you ever have this experience where like you just can't do it anymore? And you find that strength somewhere where did it come from you expanded yourself and now you're open to more spirituality because remember spirituality is a constant flow you don't got to get more it's all here we just got to extend ourselves to be more as i like to say spirituality is like the waiter that comes around with the most perfect pot of coffee you ever sit like at a restaurant or like at a hotel and there's like good coffee and the waiter comes around and goes, can I give you some more coffee? It's like my dream moment. I'm always like, sure. I'm always like, and whenever that happens to me, I'm always like gathering all the cups on the table. Like, are you using that? Are you using that? You good, good. And there's like 17 cups. I'm like, just pour them all. I'll get to them. Just pour them all. Like, don't leave. I don't want to wait online to some like bad coffee machine. God's always pouring coffee. The question is how many, how big is going to be my cup? expansion of self to include others allows the spirituality that is being poured into the world every single day to be more filled into who you are. Discipline. 
discipline, when you hit the wall on discipline, now the, the trick that you have is if you start to extend why you're doing what you're doing and start to include more people as beneficiaries of your discipline, that's when you start to have more power that you can use to accomplish your goals. So if the reason why I am asking for a raise or stepping up in my job is because I want more money or I need to feel good about myself or I want to feel like I've accomplished, then fine. It's legitimate. That's what we're talking about. But if I hit a wall and I think about the people that I am responsible for and what the additional salary will do for them, or if I think about the people that I can service and what being better at my job can do, and if I think about the community that I can get involved in and the fact that I want to be more helpful and need more time and an extension of my abilities at work and not fake it, mean it, now all of a sudden I've expanded the reason for the discipline And now all of a sudden I found more power in me because I'm doing it for someone besides myself. I saw this recently. I forgot where, when it comes to resume, uh, salary asks, it's the hardest thing to do in a a business is to ask for an additional salary, ask for a raise. I saw this somewhere. I forgot um, where they, they recommend the experts in the field recommend that before you ask for the salary, you think of the people that you will benefit your family, your community, whatever. And that just thought makes a difference. I can tell you for myself, many times if I get up to speak somewhere and I'm like totally, totally nervous, I'm always nervous. Like there's always a sense of nervousness because at the end of the day, it's got to come from God and we're nobodies. And you just hope and pray he puts it in every single time. But if I'm ever at a brink, I always remind, I try to remind myself that I'm not doing this so that people think like there's something good about me. It's nice. Everybody wants that feedback, but like, remember, Charlie, you want to share something that you think is valuable with them. This is really about them, not about you. And as soon as my brain does that, as soon as my brain goes, this isn't about whether you do a good job. This is about whether they get something that you believe is true. And as soon as that shifts in my head, I feel different. the discipline, the, the strength, it all changes. So that's the, that's where we go. Now, hopefully we, we start that way, but who says we need to, we need to end that way. When we think of what we're trying to do in our lives, the question we ask ourselves is why? And when you understand that the reason why you want to do what you want to do is because you want to benefit somebody besides self, even if it's indirect. Because if I wake up at this time and I start my day this way and I'm more directed, and as a result, I can be a better fill in the blank. I can be a better, I can be a more calm, I can be a stronger. If I eat this way, if I talk this way, if I engage in this thing, if I do this thing, if I don't do this thing, 
If you look at the things that you want discipline in and you draw past the I want the thing and you draw down into the reason why you want the thing and the reason why you want that thing includes someone besides yourself, then all of a sudden just the recognition of that and the the contemplation of that for more than a moment enables us to reach into a spiritual power. That spiritual power can blast through the physical I can't do it. That sense of I have to, that sense of I'm doing this something more than myself, that sense of I'm not getting up just so that I can tell myself I'm good. I'm getting up because I owe this or want this for someone else. When that takes place in your soul, what happens in my understanding that your soul expands the cleave, the vessel that is your soul expands out and more spiritual energy and power gets in and you can use that spiritual power to push through what's in front of you. That's why parents that bring home little babies from hospitals and have no idea how to raise them. And if you would have given to them somebody else's kid or you would have said, I can, here's what you got to do. They'll be like, I can never do this. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, a parent has the power to raise a child. They never, what? That's why sometimes you see this when it comes to, to, to older kids taking care of older parents. And for years, the parents really were the ones who were providing for, for, for the children. But then at some point, the kid gets to an age where the parents need the children physically. And that, what I think they call them the sandwich generation. Am I saying that correct, Andy? Like there's a group of people that hit a certain part of life where they're taking care of their parents physically and taking care of their children's emotionally because their kids are still in the house because that's what happens today. And all of a sudden you've got these people who maybe 10, 15 years ago were like, you know, losing it when like, you know, the gym was closed or when like, you know, there, were, there wasn't the right, you know, thing at the, at, at, at the restaurant. And all of a sudden now they're grappling with two generations. I'm not saying it's easy, but they're getting, how are they getting through it? How are they getting through it? Where is it coming from? They couldn't do it five years. No, you know how they're getting through it because they got to take care of mom and they got to take care of their kids. Now they're expanding their self. That's how the, the, the commando walks 400 miles and is willing to walk into battle because he's expanded himself. That's how that teacher wakes up in the morning sick. Back in the old days when you were sick, you still can function. Today, if you're sick, you got to like be quarantined behind, you know, the hazmat suit. But back in the old days, when if you were sick, you just sort of like, you know, took some medicine and moved on with your day. That's that teacher just drags herself into school and teaches a class. How does she do that? You know, she does that because she's thinking of those kids that are not going to study without her. And she understands that the reason why she's here is to teach. And it's, it's so much more than just like the obvious stuff. It's also who we are. It's how I eat and how I talk and how I collect my thoughts and how I plan and how I am home for my family. That phone that goes into the box that my kids have me or my friends have me or when I sit in a conversation, I don't look at my phone 400 times and the person in front of me who's struggling with something feels like there's another human being that cares about them. That's not for us. It's for them. The discipline is like, check your phone. Discipline's like, move on with your life. That discipline's like, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. And you're like, just calm down a second. That discipline, as soon as you go, wait, wait, brain, limbic system, just wait. That's a person that needs me. This is about more than just me. This is about them. All of a sudden you find it. 
because the stuff we do every day matters to people that are beyond us. Even the little things. I got an email from somebody who emailed me recently and spoke, spoke about a guy that he met that was like on the brink of despair. And he just sat and talked to him for like an hour. And I was explaining to him that like, you have no idea what that does to a human being. In a world where people can't even talk to you for two seconds without checking their emails because there must be something more important coming their way from someone else posting something than the human being that sits before them. Do you know what that does to people? Do you know how we've demeaned individuals around us that we can't even give you the attention to get to the end of your story because you're slowing down your story and there's like a point in your story that's not totally engulfing my intention and as a result my head goes back to the thing on my hip that I can pick up and reach the world so that I can check the electoral college votes you know what that does to the person in front of me especially if they're a kid or a family member or a friend discipline discipline we hold out we tell our brains calm down there's something in front of me that's more important you know what it means to get up earlier than you're used to in journal is it so hard for us to sit down and write it and by the way i also i don't i don't do it as much as i should it's so hard to take 10 minutes of our day and like collect our thoughts and plan you know what that's going to do for our day so many things that are so simple, but they're just, con they're, they're, they're difficult to do. The discipline requires discipline to not react. This happened yesterday to one of my kids. I'll end with this. I was doing a, a live something and one of my kids was banging on the door. It was like getting to me. We, we go through this in my house. My kids know you can't bang on the door when I'm on a show or when I'm doing something. The discipline to take a deep breath and say, and I was telling you what I was struggling with yesterday. Take a deep breath and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. doesn't matter. Put in yourself in their shoes. They didn't realize they didn't know whatever it is. All the things that go through our mind at every second of our day as we interact with the world and we need the discipline, all the limbic system stuff, the temptations, the, the, the feelings of frustration, all of that is discipline. And if we want to tap into the piece of ourselves that enables us to get to be better and we feel like we can't because the emotions are starting to overwhelm us, expand the reason. Take that, we turned it down, now turn this up. It's beyond me. There's something more than just my life. There's something more than just my success. Expand myself. Put myself in someone else's shoes. Make someone else feel good. Live my personal growth to benefit others. And as we expand that, as we expand that, we start realizing that I got more power than I thought. And then we tap into that power for discipline. That's discipline. All right. Tomorrow's Q&A. Think about this today. Next time the limbic system hits you today at any level, any level. Turn, if it's not like I can turn down the physical knob, pause, 
which what we're learning here just to review is that there's always that space, the chasm between how I think and what I do. Pause. I'll do it to Blinader. And say to ourselves, how can I expand myself for somebody else? And then see the power that we get because of it. All right. An awesome day. Thanks for tuning in. I can't believe it's Thursday. Can't wait for tomorrow. Q&A, charlie at charliearry.com. And uh, we'll answer some questions tomorrow. We'll cap this out. And then with God's help next week, we'll start looking at the next trade. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. God's help. Can't wait to see you again tomorrow. And for, but before we leave, tonight, the Shabbat show, 9 to 11, uh, extravaganza. It's a bigger deal because the Shabbat project. So check it out, projectinspire.com. Or if you go to my Facebook page, tonight at 9 o'clock, it'll be on my Facebook. Thanks, everybody.